Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today's episode is all about toys. I get asked a lot to do an episode about toys, and I've just always thought there's not that much to say about toys, but I changed my mind and we're doing it. And before we jump into that, welcome my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, everyone, and hello to all you big cat fans out there. Hello to my beautiful wife and the host of this show. I really wouldn't think there's much to say about cat toys either, really. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Are there types of toys that are dangerous or should you avoid? Yeah, yeah, there are. And I think that's a good place to start. You know, cats are like small kids. And so you got to be careful with all the kinds of things you'd be worried about with your toddlers, you know, swallowing paper clips. Rubber bands, that's really dangerous because cats are attracted to, you know, that rubber texture and maybe even the smell. I know I've I've really got to be careful to leave, pick up my rubber bands that fall on the floor because cats will go pick them up. And if they ingest them, that's that's really bad. Of course, they can get stuck in their in their intestines and things and cause blockages, you know, and, and there's other things to consider, like things they can get their heads stuck in. You know, like those toys that have the the tracks and the balls go around the tracks in a circle. You know, especially if you got kittens, you don't really think about things like that. But those circles, a lot of times kittens or smaller cats can get their heads stuck in there. And I guess anything like string or yarn or, you know, the, the gift wrap ribbon, you know, that that's like the curly ribbon. Oh boy, cats love that stuff. But you got to be careful. You can't leave it out because, you know, they tend to shred it and they want to eat it. And again, that that wanting to eat it, they get it in their intestines and that can be very dangerous and very expensive. And another thing, speaking of, of eating them, is is the little furry mice toys. I've had a cat. Well, even Pico, he does this. He likes to skin them. He takes the fur off of them and then and he'll tend to eat the tails like a little strip of, of leather. You know, a lot of them are, are, are rabbit fur. And so the tails like a little tiny strip of fur and they'll eat it and then they'll skin the little thing. And then inside is like a little plastic body mold thing. And if you've got a big cat, they chew on that and they can swallow it and it can get stuck in their throats and stomachs and things. So I think you've got to be a little careful with the fur mice, even though they are very popular. Other than that, I can't think of anything else. So speaking of fur mice, do you recommend the real fur ones or the fake fur ones? Ah, uh, Good question. So I think the cats probably prefer the real fur ones because... You know, it, it smells like rabbit usually because it's rabbit fur. So that that probably provokes their 
natural hunting instincts. But, you know, for those of us who are a little more sensitive about animal welfare things, like I don't, I try not to buy those with the real fur. A lot of times we get gifted with them and that's fine, but I like the ones with the faux fur and, you know, I mean, I suppose the cat doesn't like it as well because again, it doesn't smell like rabbit, you know, it doesn't have that smell to it. So, you know, cat probably prefers the real fur ones, but I don't think any rabbits ought to die to make cat toys. So I get the fake fur fuzzy ones. So what about toys with feathers on them? Mm, yeah, cats do love those, but you do bring up a good point because oftentimes those feathers, they'll eat feathers off the toy and they can become lodged in their throat or they're, they're really hard for them to pass because they don't digest fur or feathers, which is why, you know, if they catch a bird, they're usually plucking them. They'll get all the feathers out so they can eat just the meat. So yeah, you need to be a little careful about toys with feathers on them. So I'm assuming you're going to say wand toys are the best because you always talk about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes, yes, and, and yes, that is true. Wand toys are absolutely the best for simulating the hunting sequence, which is what prey play is all about. And that's what play is all about. You know, when they're kittens, they pounce on each other and they're pretending like they're stalking each other and they take turns being the predator and the prey. I mean, and, you know, that's, that's why cats play is to burn off a lot of pent up energy too. But I heard from a client just the other day who got two new kittens and one of the kittens got tangled up in the wand toy and, and actually um, died, actually was strangled. Yeah, it was a really heartbreaking story. So I mean, that's just further reason to put them up when you're not using them. I always say, keep your wand toys up out of sight because it keeps it novel for the cat. Every time you bring it out, the cat goes, oh, great, we're going to have a prey play session. Because prey play is interactive. You know, you, it's not something the cat ought to be doing by himself. The cat shouldn't be dragging the wand toy around the house by the toy. When you're done, you put it up in a way where the cat can't get to it. And, and obviously strangulation is another reason to, um, to put it up and keep it away. So. so what about the toys that cats play with by themselves? I mean, are balls the best? And if so, what kind uh, are the best? Yeah, balls are good because, you know, they can skitter around with them. You know? Skitter, there's that word. Skitter, uh-huh. The, <laughs> ball, the balls go skittering. And, and a ball that goes skittering is the best kind for the cats to play with. They like to chase around little balls. And there's a big variety of them. You know, we, we sell bouncy tails, which is like a little super ball. Love those guys. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's small enough that the cats can, you know, carry them with their teeth and, and drop them and make them bounce too. And then those miniature sized tennis balls, I usually sell them for dogs, but those are fun for cats to bat around. And then we've recently discovered pickleball and those balls, you know, wiffle balls and and pickle balls with holes in them are fun because they're nice and lightweight. And again, they can they can grab them and carry them 
with their teeth through the holes of a pickleball. And when they bat them, they, they, they bat around pretty well. Crinkle balls. Those are probably my favorite. The ones that are made out of that kind of crinkly mylar stuff. And, and um, cause they make a lot of noise and the cats like that. And then Pico likes his little fuzzy balls. They're kind of like little pom-poms, you know, fuzzy. And he, he loves those. He carries them around and then bats them around. They go skittering too. <laughs> so if you're listening to this program and you're playing with your cat and you're throwing a ball and you hear it go skittering, please let us know because I've yet to hear <laughs> that happen when I'm playing with those with the kitty. I don't hear no skittering unless he's, the cat's he's, doing it. <laughs> he's always challenging me that skittering isn't a real word. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. So tell us about your skittering as well. <laughs> so, and I imagine catnip filled toys are great too, right? Oh, they really are. They, you know, the, the bigger the toy and the more filled with catnip it is, the better. So we sell the catnip toys on our website. And, you know, they come in a different length. So we have a six inch length and then like a 15 inch length. And I think an 11 in between those two. And the brand that we carry is just filled, chock full, stuffed with catnip. Most of the brands you find will have like catnip in the center that's been rolled up in that batting material, like you make quilts and stuff with. And so there's really not a lot of catnip in it. But the ones that we carry on the website are really thick cotton canvas. So they hold up and they are just packed with catnip. And cats like it because it also kind of simulates some hunting activities because they grab it and then they, they roll on the floor and they bunny kick it with their back feet. They, they hold it with their two front paws and then bunny kick with the back feet and they bite it and very, very good enrichment toys, extremely good. Those two you should probably put up. Like if you put them in a Ziploc bag, that catnip will stay fresher longer. Cats do get bored with toys. And you know that's another thing we probably got to talk about in a toy episode because they get bored with them and, and that's valid and you're going to need to change them out. So like we have a big toy box and we'll dig down deep in the toy box and pull out toys every now and then. And he'll play with those. And then I'll put them back on the toy box and pull out some others. And then sometimes he just annihilates the toy box and gets toys everywhere. Sometimes we'll <laughs> wake up and there's like scattered everywhere, 50 toys all around the room. Like he's had a, just an absolute toy fest in the middle of the night, but but yeah, putting your catnip filled toys in Ziploc bags will help keep them fresh and then bring them out, you know, once a week or something. Have, you know, catnip Saturdays or something like that where they can play with them on a special day. And all of those toys he gets out skitter somewhere or another. <laughs> they do. He <laughs> skitters them all around. <laughs> now that one I get, they skittered everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's scattered. Oh, okay, skittered. Yeah. I guess that's an Oklahoma thing. Skitter, yes. it was skittering them all everywhere. The floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what other unique toys are there? Well, um, we actually are carrying some new toys in our store. They're they're wool. They're they're like wool heart shaped toys. Great for Valentine's Day gifts for your kitty. 
and they're natural wool with lanolin. So it hasn't been chemically treated. And they say that the lanolin smells like a cat's mom. It reminds them of their moms. And so they're attracted to it and they like it better. Now we're also selling those wool lanolin beds. It's like a cave, a cat cave where they get in it. And the lanolin actually helps keep their paws soft and their fur soft and things like that. So it's really great. Um, I guess other unique toys, you know, simple things like crumple up a piece of paper. We, I, I buy this bamboo toilet paper and Dewey hates it, but I like it. And it comes packaged like individually wrapped rolls. And that paper is like a crisp tissue paper. It's really, really crinkly. And so I'll crinkle that up when I open a new roll and, and skitter it across the floor. <laughs> and Pico goes, goes those skitters again. He goes tearing off after it and we'll bat that thing around for a while. And then I have a pair of boots that had little pom-poms on them. They had like a like a string that tied and pom-poms and just really not my thing. Not um, it was a little too girly or maybe young for me. So I cut them off. And it was like a long shoestring with about a two inch, very thick pom-pom. That has become Pico's favorite toy. In fact, we were looking at it earlier and the pom-pom is, is about to come off and I'm going to have to re-sew it on there because who would have guessed? I mean, that, that's, that's his favorite toy. Shoestrings are good by themselves. Again, you just got to be a little careful because they tend to want to chew on those plastic tips of the shoestrings and um, and that's not good for them to ingest but definitely good to pull out and use for a play session and then put back up you know that brings up another point can't you just use everyday items for cat toys absolutely absolutely you can there's all kinds of do-it-yourself cat toy making things i mean one of the best are the toilet paper cores um you know, they're, um, you know, you get done with that roll of paper and then you've got the little cardboard core. You can, um, you know, you can even put treats in it if you want, but they, they like it just like it is any kind of boxes. And next time you get that Amazon order, go ahead and just leave the box out in the room, toss some treats in it or toss one of the, the balls in it so they can jump in there and play. You can even like cut holes in the sides of the boxes so that they reach in with their paws and put toys or catnip or little treats in there. And then of course you can make your own pom-poms and, um, and felt shapes. They like felt fabric. So cutting shapes out of felt, you can even take your old t-shirts cut them in strips and tie knots in the strips, put a little catnip in those knots as you're tying them. They love that. Um, corks, you know, that's, that's one, when, when we drink wine with corks, you can, I store the corks actually in catnip and do this in the shelter. We've had a lot of people bring in corks and I've got a great big Ziploc bag of catnip and I soak the corks in there. And then when a cat comes in, we give them a catnip soaked cork and it gets to go home with them. So if you drink wine, start you a catnip bag for your corks. 
Wow, that sounds very ingenuitive. That's that's amazing. You've talked about when you had a mouse and you'd let the mouse run around in a clear exercise ball <laughs> and the cat would chase it. That could be a good toy, right? I mean, that yeah. sounds like a good toy. <laughs> I don't know how much the mouse liked it, but I'm sure the cat liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I tell people that, they go, oh, the poor mouse. That You know, that mouse probably thought the cat was going to eat it and it was scared. And, you know, it wasn't true. I don't know why. But it that died one, of a heart attack, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know why the mouse wasn't scared of the cat. In fact, the mouse would run towards the cat in the little clear plastic ball. So, yeah, as long as it's not freaking out your small animals or your birds, those can be good enrichment. I don't know if I go as far as to call them toys, but we have a, a listener of ours. Matter of fact, here, let me read this to you because this is hysterical. Um, Aniha from Estonia, and her cat's name is Janku. And uh, she sent me an email the other day and she said, we still listen to every podcast episode. So hi, guys, in, in Estonia. Glad Hello, Estonia. Yay. <laughs> she says, Janku is over a year old now and already approaching a slender 21 pounds. Wow. He's a little too smart and every toy gets boring quickly. After buying every type of cat toy I could find, I let my inner crazy cat lady go wild and I ordered some live baby crickets. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. She says every night, just before bed, we take a dozen crickets and we release them on our balcony catio. Janku loves pouncing on them and they seem to make for a very calming bedtime snack. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so excited when it's cricket o'clock. Dancing and chirping, it's adorable. And even better, he likes to watch the cricket habitat during the day. I call it cricket cartoons. For anyone with an energetic indoor cat who doesn't have natural chances to hunt bugs, maybe crickets could be a good form of enrichment. Crickets can be a pest in the home, so I don't recommend releasing them indoors. Releasing them on a balcony or inside a tall box is preferable. Also, baby crickets are best because the adult ones can bite. Not seriously, but I still do want to avoid this. Cricket habitats can have a musty smell, so we keep ours in the back room next to the catio where all of Junku's supplies are kept. The crickets and habitat set, set up costs less than $20, and it's even cheaper if you have a friend with an iguana. So it's an affordable thing to try at least once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I died laughing when I got that email. What a great idea. And definitely that could be good and enriching, obviously not for the crickets. And if you're, and if you're wondering, would crickets, are they safe for cats to eat? They absolutely are. In fact, crickets are, are full of protein. There's a, a company called Jiminy, like as in Jiminy crickets, that is making cricket protein dog treats. They're not really making cat treats yet, and they're working on food and things like that. So, yeah, that's fine for them to eat crickets. Actually, a protein source. You know, all that crunching makes me think of going to bed with Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> it does? <laughs> all the crunching and stuff, you know, you know, you could have Fritos and your cat could have crickets. And you guys could 
have some crunching time together. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I'm assuming anything that becomes a food puzzle is also a good toy, right? Like this? Well, yeah, that's really a whole nother category, food puzzles, because, you know, we could go on and on about things to do to make food puzzles. And yeah, that's extremely enriching for cats. And, um, and you ought to be doing food puzzles. And we sell one on our site. That's a ball, actually. You fill it with the treats and cat bats around the ball and the treats fall out. And so, yeah, any kind of hunting or foraging is great enrichment and, and also gives you the benefits of playtime. In fact, I put I take some treats and I stick them between the folds of a blanket so that Pico has to reach in and figure out where they are and scoop them out. So, yeah. But again, we could do a whole episode just on food puzzles. So I was focusing a little more on toys today, not food puzzles. Yeah. You know, this has been a fantastic uh, episode all of its own. You know, I didn't think we could get that much traction out of toys all by themselves because it just seems to be they're all skittering around everywhere. So, (laughs) you know, I I get it. So those people out there that are listening, uh, I'd like to invite you to help support the work that Molly does. She provides this podcast and other resources for free. She does anything she can to keep cats out of the shelters. She works for many behavior cases for free to low-income cat parents. So if you're also someone who cares about cats and consider sending us a gratuity donation, it's super easy. Just go to the store catbehaviorsolutions.com, scroll down past the products to the bottom. There at the bottom, you'll see donation amounts. You can add to your cart and then you can start checking out. No, don't start checking out. <laughs> Get some of those toys oh, we've yes. been talking about. Find Skeeter. Gosh, on yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got two different kinds of wand toys. One with feathers and like little crinkle paper at the end. That one's really good because it's super long. You can you can toss it around. And then we've got one that's got fifty inches of a little felt strip. And we've got the new heart shaped uh, wool toys that I was talking about. And the bouncy tails. Those are good. Those skitter. And then we've got the catnip sacks that are just cram packs. So go on a little shopping spree, a toy shopping spree for your cat on our website. That helps not only will your cat love it, but all the proceeds go to Cat Talk Radio and Cat Behavior Solutions. So it helps us out and other cats out too. And uh, be sure to, to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And I also do a blog on the website. There's lots of information there. And, you know, this is an all-volunteer podcast and business. Everything we do in Cat Behavior Solutions and Cat Talk Radio, nobody gets salaries. And there are certainly expenses to producing this for you. So we appreciate any gratuity donations you want to send our way. And we're going to keep doing this show for you because we want to increase the bond between you and your cat. And we're going to keep doing it because shelter Shelter euthanasia euthanasia is the the number number one cause of death death in cats. Until next time, everyone, keep calm and purr on. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. Don't forget your skittering.
You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.